people! Welcome to another amazing episode of our podcast series, Household of Faith. I'm your host, Grace Akinyemi. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on today's episode once again. Today's episode is titled, My Pain for His Glory. Like, when we say my pain for God's glory. Our guest into this episode will be sharing with us um, a personal experience of a walk with God and that experience through life growing up and what it's been like. And I can tell you that our story is such um, a such a one that definitely challenges us to really come to a point when we can actually ask if our love for God is tried and our faith in God is tried by the worst circumstances possible would we still stand Fikayomi is on the show with us today she is a writer and a book project consultant she's written a couple of books and um, she's going to be telling us all about it without much ado let's get to meet with our guest so thank you so much um Fikayomi for joining us on today's episode. It's a privilege, it's an honor having you on this episode with us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. So, um, to our listeners, um, Fikayomi is a writer, she's an encourager, she's um, a book project consultant, she is an author, and um, I believe she's going to be telling us more about um, her books and um, some of the book projects she has worked on later on as the program progresses. Some time ago, I I stumbled on a post on Facebook, and it caught my attention. I saw this picture of a very beautiful lady sharing her experience, and um, the first thing I saw was the fact that from the experience she had, she wasn't about gathering pity party. She wasn't attracting um, people to start doing, oh, sorry, and all of that. I, I, I was moved by, by her expression of strong faith in God, a passion for God, a love for God. And I was like, oh, wow. If <laughs> what, what many of us would have experienced Sometimes, or many of us experience, it's not even hope to have or cut of what this young lady, this young woman has experienced. And yet many of us blame God. Many of us are bitter against God. Many of us think this whole, this God thing is just a mere fable, something it's fallacy. So Pikayomi is going to share with us her experience. And trust me, it's a very peculiar one. And I do really hope that... It's going to cheer us up, build our faith in God the more, and um, establish us further in our passion for God. So, Fikayomi, just tell us uh, a, a little bit about yourself, about your background, and your upbringing. Thank you. <laughs> I'm honored. Thank you so much. So, while, while growing up, um, wow. I actually lost my dad at the age of two. So I really, I really do not have a paternal. I don't mm. have the understanding of paternal love or paternal care. So growing, growing up at the age of ten, due to some circumstances, um, in my mm. childhood, I developed 
disorder. And as of then, I didn't realize it to be a bone disorder. I wasn't with my mom then. Mm. I wasn't with my family. I was uh, with an auntie then. And um, I couldn't, I wasn't bold enough to tell her that uh, something, I was feeling something mm. on my leg. That was my right leg then. So I kept it to myself until she noticed it. And by the time she noticed it, it was already it was it it was mm. already a tumor on my right hip. And although she's a medical practitioner, but mm. she really didn't understand uh the tumor. And then in a in a in a bid to correct it because mm. my right knee was already stiff. Yet I didn't tell her about mm. it. I kept it to myself. I was afraid of her reaction. And subsequently, she actually helped me, assisted me, so to say, uh, to exercise the leg and to bend it. And after bending it that day, it actually turned out that hmm. uh, the, the, the leg got complicated after then, after that experience. So um, coming back home, coming back home, I had to come back to my family. Uh, and when I got home, it was more like, okay, I was taken to the uh, hospital in my hometown and they they couldn't do anything about it because because as mm. a child I was diagnosed with sickle cell anemia so they didn't they were not so sure or treat my bones due to the fact that I had sickle cell anemia so they were sure what the bone what the bone disease was because it's strange. They did so so many X-ray, so many tests, and progressively mm. it was so rapid. It was extending to other parts of my body. It was rapidly extending to other parts of my body. My right hand was getting stiff upward. My right uh, leg was already stiff completely, oh. and there were tumors in my body. And it it got to a point. It was more like, okay, uh, they are so sorry. There's nothing they can do about it. And maybe I won't be able to live up to up to the wow. following year. That was two thousand and two thousand and four. Oh, goodness, I was about about I was about eleven years old then, and they were like, okay, yeah, they were so due to the pain. It came with so much excruciating pain. And um, it was more like, okay, they couldn't handle the pain. They couldn't, no drug could subside the pain or take the pain away. So it was more like they were just trying to manage whatever complications comes with it and just uh, admit me when it gets so severe. And somehow I actually lived beyond the following year. And although as a child I was told I was told that I won't live beyond my 18th birthday. So I already had that notion that okay, maybe uh since I didn't die at the age of twelve or thirteen, <laughs> at eighteen I would die. But but somehow I, I didn't and I 
I actually wanted to die because the pain was too much for me to bear. It was uh, really excruciating. Like, just to think about uh, extra, my muscles were becoming hard. My muscles and tissues on every part of my body were becoming hard. And um, they were forming into tumors, and the tumors were more like bones. Mm. So that mean my that means my tissues were turning to bones, and uh, my joints were locking in place, like they just locked up after uh, after any trauma. Like maybe I have a fall, mm. or I hit my hand, or hit my leg on something. Uh, the growth will develop there. The joints will lock, and the tissue there will get hardened. So that was that was it growing up for me, and it was really I most of my childhood, my teenage years, it was more of pain, and that was how I got really angry and disappointed with God. I've known God as a child, like from a very mm-hmm. early age. Uh, all thanks to Winners Chapel, I I I knew God. I knew God as our father, as a friend. I knew how to pray. But then I was now disappointed that what God actually allows a little mm. girl not to feel joy for a moment. <laughs> because I really didn't feel joy. Even where I was staying, it was a complicated life where I was staying. Like, you know, I wasn't with my mom, so it was really complicated where I was, very complicated. And I was like, how could God allow this? He saw what I was going through as a child. And at 10 years old, when when I was actually becoming a preteen, that I should actually be able to free myself, that was when this bone disease set in. Because I really didn't show, I really didn't show the pain of, or sickle cell anemia. Wow. It wasn't obvious. I really had crisis. Yeah. So I really, I really wow. had crisis. I've never had any transfusion. So that made my childhood so complicated with my, with my, with the person I was living with then. And then at my teenage years, I was hoping, I was believing, I was praying, like, okay, I'll be. Eating. Even in, in miracles, mm. from a very early age, I believe there is nothing God cannot do. But then, instead of the pain to reduce, to relapse, or my bones to get healthy, they were getting stiff to the point that I couldn't do anything by myself. I couldn't even take my bath by myself. I was already a teenager, 17, 18 and at the point, even my younger brother had to assist me with bathing. Mm-hmm. It was quite embarrassing for me, like embarrassing. And I actually challenged, I challenged God many times, like, God, are you really God? Is this really true that you're God? Why are you allowing the way? But then it's, I don't know, but it's continued like that until, until mm-hmm. a faithful day. In May 2011, um, I, I had what I would call my first encounter with God. Yes, 2011. I was home alone because everybody went to work and I was always alone at home. Like, always alone at home. 
So staying indoors, I do force myself to read my Bible once in a yeah. while. Maybe God will have mercy on me and heal me. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so that was the major reason I was reading my Bible then. For that faithful day, it was like, okay, the, I had a voice like, open your Bible to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. I knew the verse by heart. Like, I was this girl that knew uh, many memory verses. So I was like, oh, um, seeking for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, blah, 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 blah. And, but the voice insisted, open your Bible and read it. So I couldn't ignore it. I opened my Bible. I read it. And for the first time in my life, I actually saw that I've just been a Christian. I have been searching for else. I have been searching for else. I've been searching for a way out. But I never knew mm. the way out. I never knew the Jesus. I never knew the Christ behind the Christian that I was. And that day, I, I, I broke down completely. Just me alone in tears. And I screamed, I cried to God to help me. And that was the turning point for me. I, I would say that was the day I got born again. <laughs> that was the day I got born again by myself with the Holy Spirit in the room. And I surrendered my life to Jesus. So that was when life began to make sense. I was saying that was when it began to make sense. That was when I stopped getting angry at God. That was when I stopped attempting suicide because I, I attempted suicide using overdose of drugs severally. Although I still tried it once after then, but I that, that, that was when it subsided. God became real to me. So that beyond my pain, beyond what I was going through, God knows about it. And even though it mm. delays, even though it tarries, he knows what he's doing. He is he, not blind to my pain. And though he tarries, mm. I, he's given me, the, given me the strength that I'll be able to bear it. There is this verse mm. in Jesus. Corinthians that says, he will not tempt you beyond that which you are able to undo. He will not, he will not tempt you. Yes, yes. He will not tempt you beyond that which you are able to undo. And I now saw that this life, elder, elderly, or sick, rich, or poor, that there, mm. there's this thing that mm. we will leave everything here on earth. And our spirit with God won't be sick. It won't be poor. I believe that was why I seek you for the God and His righteousness. So whether elderly or sick, whether rich or poor, whether hated or loved, we seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and we hold on to it and we hold on diligently to it because that's what our lives depends on actually. We know that no matter what we are faced here, we don't we don't have a portion of it in heaven. Our our soul is free from it. Our spirit is free from it in God, and it doesn't hold us bound. It's not about it's not about what we do here on earth, because even our legacies, even the legacies we we'll leave behind, someday 
they will all be wiped away and the only thing that will be left will be like um what the impact that we have left how we allowed christ jesus to mm. use us how we allowed the holy spirit to work in us how we allowed god to move through us that will be the that will be the only impact like that will be the only thing that will be taken to heaven like the things written mm. in our in our in in our book in our in our uh the book of life mm. about us like like the case of the of the stewards and the talents will return back with the mm. talents given to us either sick elderly poor rich everybody has mm. something in them but until you seek the kingdom of god and his righteousness you won't recognize it so that was what happened to me and i now rea- i now mm. now i'm beginning to realize that that was the beginning of of me breaking free after after then i met a friend online funny enough i haven't met this friend uh, face to face i haven't met him in person no. today it's really funny <laughs> yes we have been friends for almost 10 years now <laughs> i haven't met hmm. yes almost 10 years now we haven't met in person i was I was free with him. I was able to open up with him because I believe my family then I believe my family didn't love me. I believe they didn't care for me. I hmm. felt they shouldn't have left me to be sick and then watch me deteriorate so much. They shouldn't have watched my condition get complicated so much without taking me to a church because hmm. at the point I couldn't go to a, I couldn't go to church out of the house by myself hmm. so um, that was I, how complicated I will, I will ask, the disease got um, at the for point. most people you, you shared an experience of how you eventually how you were eventually able to break free and then you saw beyond your present situation you saw beyond the states you were in at that point and you saw something bigger what god really wanted you to see about about yourself about where he's taking it to you where he's taking you to and about what he really has in store for you so i want to ask for most people well like the say the talk of it is easy and um you know it's one thing that um it's one thing for god to speak to us for god to speak to our hearts and it's another thing to find the grace to sustain to sustain faith in that thing like to really sustain yeah. it through times through seasons even when come up what against you and then say. they begin to make you feel otherwise they begin to make you yeah. begin to begin begin to make your faith really shake and then you begin to ask yourself wait am i am i am i, am I really sure of my stance am i am i really sure this is what god is saying and can you can you share such um experience with us maybe um how people probably people you trusted the most and then they were actually the ones that almost had your faith shaken and how were you able to get through that how were you able to still hold on to what you got from god and you didn't allow those things because um, many outer influences to shook what's um to shook the comforts and peace that God really gave to you. Okay. Um. Hmm. So there is there there is this thing like God has told me that He wants me healthy from the onset. 
after I got born again, he has he has made me realize that he wants me healthy. He wants mm-hmm. me to be healed again. He wants me because that's what his plans and his purpose. But then before it manifests, it's a process. Mm-hmm. His glory through my life in a, in a very different dimension. In a completely different I still do not but I trust him. And to your question, hmm. yes, there were so many opposition because at the point some people believed I was possessed. And the thing is that most people will be said of people that you get keep... at the point I actually believed them, like okay, maybe I'm truly possessed. Like I haven't seen anyone in this condition before. I haven't really seen anyone until when I had a phone and I was able to go. And then I realized that, okay, it's a very rare disease. Mm. And uh, just maybe about 200 confirmed cases in the whole world that, of the disease. But then it's, it's, it's really difficult for people to believe. Like now I'm telling someone, I'm telling someone like, okay, God, God still wants me to be healed. God says I'm healed already. They'll be like a hand. So where is the healing? You that you are still uh, bedridden, you that you can barely walk in my where's the healing? But the the assurance of God's word, mm. the words of people easily gets at me. It at me a lot. But it got to a point it got to a point that the Holy Spirit started breaking me and helped me understand that it's not about what they say or to, or what they do or what or the reaction I get from people. Not even mm. about the pain I feel in my body because sometimes it's like I might die the next minute because eventually it affected my breath. Like I have the, I have difficulty in breathing most times and I can't take I can't tolerate food. If I should eat now, it's either I start vomiting or I won't be able to breathe well. So I I have to understand my body. And, you know, with all of these things, that seems to get complicated every day. Now telling someone that, okay, God wants to use me in this process, in this process for his glory. And this mm. is the way he wants, he wants to use me. He wants me to write. He wants me to share the experience. It's kind of difficult for a natural mind as in it was even difficult for me to to believe it because I felt it was embarrassing. I would have been mm. writing about myself. I'm a big girl. I'm almost starting mm. about myself that I'm bedridden, I can barely walk and God is still being glorified and Jesus Christ is Lord. Who mm. would believe that? Mm. But and the confidence I have is in his word. That faithful is he who has called us. Faithful is he who has called us. What so we make it perfect. And there's a word he gave to me. There was a scripture he gave to me when I started writing. Writing started through this, my friend that I mentioned earlier. It was the one that uh, told me that, okay, I have a gift that I should I really didn't see writing as a gift, but he pointed me to it. And so when I was trying to run yeah. away from it, <laughs> the Holy Spirit gave me Isaiah chapter 50. He has given me the tongue of the land, land that I might know uh, what to say to the weary, how to comfort the weary. 
yes how to comfort the weary and that was that that has been what i've been running with and working with that has been my goal and it has kept me going despite opposition despite what i feel in my body despite what i hear people say because i come from a locality where mm. uh there's still so much belief in prophets and um abalist you get so they they bring different alternatives different alternatives like okay try this try that try this try that um maybe use this drink this and all of that and it's got to a point i had to open up and reject so many things so many options so many things that were brought before me and all of these things stood like they stood against my faith they made me question that okay do, do i do i do hmm. i did i really hear from god or i'm just i'm just trying to do it my own way and at the end of the day some instructions that came along the way do this do that write a book even without one cobo in my account i'll be like is am i really hearing from god or is it myself and sometimes when i share it with some people they'll be like ah you should wait you should do this you should have this you should be so 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 and so financially financially stable before you can start job job said in a place that do he slays me yet i'll trust in him and i'll maintain i'll maintain my own ways i'll maintain my own ways before him so even when we think god is complicated <laughs> even when we think god is complicated and maybe he doesn't care maybe what we are going through is severe maybe what we are going through is hmm. life threatening everything is against us i want us to know that there there's this place in isaiah that says yeah 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 tried me hmm. but not with silver he is speaking me from the furnace of affliction and you know that taking something through a furnace it it it, it shouldn't be brought out prematurely else it won't take form it won't have a shape so like job though he slays me i know that he's taking me through he's taking me through a process i won't give up on him i won't give up on him i'll keep trusting him and i'll let his light shine through i'll let his light shine and shine until it shine brighter until the perfect day comfort as good when he had tried me or comfort as good and i'll maintain my ways before him that so that even in life or in death i'm maintaining my ways for him even if the end leads to death when i was alive and when he was trying me when for affliction i wanted i want our focus to be that we maintained our ways before him yeah. we were looking up to jesus we left every weight every weight every distraction everything that people said and the mentality the mindset of people we left it behind and we focused solely on Jesus the author and finisher of our faith and that's the way we maintain our ways before him while we are being tried and i hope we all continue with Christ not giving up on him and always seeing him as the author and finisher of our faith i thank god for the gift of men too 
like he sent so many people my way who has who actually when the word called me and listened to the opposition around me they actually mm. affirmed the word of the holy spirit to me and they pushed me they pushed me to action mm. they pushed me to action so that has been that has that has been what has kept me going despite of every opposition and everything that makes it seem like uh, do i really did i really hear from god or wow. not one thing you just mentioned now that actually i would say is very seems quite striking to me uh, having the right set of people around you having the right set of people even when opposition rises, yeah. even if it's just one person or two person, someone to, so someone that will be there to keep, um, that will constantly make us understand and believe in what God has told us or what God So irrespective of whatever yeah. you get from any other quarter, from any other set of persons, we our faith. Exactly. Yes, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will be able to confirm. The Holy Spirit yeah. will confirm His yeah. word through that fellow. Thank you so much. So I'm quite very um interested in your books. I would really love it if you can tell us more of the books you've worked on. Okay. Um, because I understand you're an author. Can you tell us about more of your books? Okay. So, um, yeah. due to my experience as a child, I actually have this for friend and teenagers teenager so it's more like uh, okay. sometimes it's parenting hmm. okay so i have this book dear mommy and invisible seed invisible seed is my maiden book and they are all ebooks they are both ebooks and i they are bo- they, they both center on parenting like how a parent can or lead their children and like mm. care for them, love them, encourage them, and bring them up mm. in the way of the Lord without mm. indulging them. And invisible seed, invisible seed is more of I actually shared a part of my life story in it, and how negative words can affect the life of children. Some children we see, some adults rather, we see them out there acting wrongly or acting irrationally mm. it might have been through a word or words that has been spoken into their lives as children like they might have been some kind of uh, negative words some kind of demeaning words from their parents and to their parents they are just trying that's how they know best to do they were just trying to correct them or trying to put them through but actually they have planted a seed. That's why it's called invisible seed. They have planted a seed. And so the seed, yes, the seed finds a way to express itself. And now that it, that they are adults, it's actually the tree is full grown in them. It's bringing fruits. It's bearing fruit. And the child is eating from the fruit. The parent is eating from the fruit. The society is eating from the fruit because of what Mm. the child has turned out to be. You get so Mm. that's what invisible Mm -hmm. seed is about. How parents can 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 use their words to mold their children. How they can use it to restructure their lives. And same with 
uh, dear mommy. Dear mommy is is um is like a letter from a child to to his mom or her mom about how how he and he or she thinks uh the parent should take care of uh how the children how the parents should take care mm-hmm. of the children and so i have this one waiting mm-hmm. waiting mm-hmm. on god in pain it's a very short book it's free wow. waiting in pain is free it's also mm-hmm. it's also an wow. ebook and it's more like an an encouragement for people who are in pain distress or discouraged dis- discouraged so just like to encourage them and to make them see yeah. that there is hope just a short piece of en- yeah. encouragement and um oh maybe one of my biggest projects yet let me call it and that will be an ad copy but due to some circumstances and shortcomings it's not yet ready that's crushed it's a story it's a story more like a memo that details my experience how i got here the experiences i never talked about and some things i went through and then it stands as an encouragement for others that though we are crushed down that's crushed though we are crushed down we are not destroyed perplexed but we're still standing yes we're strong in christ jesus so that is i'm hoping it to be ready soon by god's grace and according to god's provision wow. can you um tell us how we can um, have access to some of those books you have written some of the um you made mention of uh, invisible seed you made mention of um, waiting on god and pain and then you also made mention of um, dear mom so how yes. can you get access to this book? so you can actually i have we have them on okay. okada books that's an application an application and okay. an ebook applications application for book sale okada book okay. and they are available on amazon but then just in case you don't want to go through the stress okay. and you can reach me personally and send you my account detail they are wow, both are 500, 500 naira each dear mommy 500 naira mm-hmm. invisible seed oh, 500 naira yes and wow. waiting in pain is actually free so you can reach me and i'll send the copy to you okay i'm going to be sharing details of those books on our social media pages right um soon so listeners can also have easy access to them. oh my goodness <laughs> The session today has been very mind renewing. It's been um, inspiring, soul lifting. Thank you so much for joining us in today's episode. I tell you, oh my goodness, I, I I keep asking myself. Do you know what I keep asking myself? God, how how strong how strong is my no. faith? Face of pain, in the face of trials, in the face of um what seems not to be working well. Can I really still claim that I trust God even in the face of all of this? And this should actually really be the essence of our faith, not just when things are going well, not just when we are healthy, when everything is healthy or not. Do you trust God for who He is? Poor or rich, do you trust God for who He is? Um, In abundance or in lack, do you trust God for who He is? Thank you so much for this insightful episode. 
You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Wow. Today's episode has been really inspiring for me and I must say challenging for me as well. Uh, some of the things um, Fikayomi pointed out that I would really love to relate to us again. She said, either seek healthy, poor or rich. Everybody has a treasure in them, but you won't recognize it until you seek God first. And that was about the time when she was talking about the moment when she she eventually had an encounter with God and she was able to break free from the chains of pain, disappointment and anger holding her down she also said something she was searching for health she was searching for healing a way out of her pain but never really realized that the way out of her pain was the one who was behind the reason why she is called a christian that is christ behind the christian and it was until she came to understand that christ was the way for her and then God became real to her beyond a pain, beyond what she was going through. It was then she realized that God was totally aware of her situation, even though he delays, though he tarries, he's not blind to her pain. Though God tarries, though he delays, he's not blind to your pain. It would definitely give to you the strength to bear the pain while it tarries and while you wait. So understand that what would live here on earth someday would answer the call to make her and what would count whether we are poor or rich. In the long run, what would really count is how we gave ourselves to impact the world and how we gave ourselves to the Holy Spirit to work in us. This is what we're going to eventually account for, not what we had or were on earth. I really do hope that through whatever trial you might be passing through, through whatever challenges you might be going through, I hope that you get to see the bigger picture, the glory that God wants to bring out in it. I hope you get to see that through your trials, God is set to glorify himself through it. So sometimes when it appears that God is not coming to deliver us, some point when our heart is connected to God and we're totally confident in God would realize that he's coming to us at that instance as our strength to give us the strength needed to go through the situation and carry through that particular situation. God is our refuge but also he can be our strength trying times so whatever it is you think you're not getting the deliverance hold on to god and see him as your strength i do hope that you keep up with your faith in god irrespective of what happens irrespective of what you lose irrespective of how you feel irrespective of how bad the situation is god will always be there somewhere for you in that tunnel has a deliverer and if not has a deliverer as it chooses to be maybe as a strength maybe has a shield through that situation it decides 
his name the most. I pray that Satan would always leave our lives, that we find the grace to give our lives and offer our lives solely for the glory of God's will, irrespective of what we face or come across. Like, come away next episode. 